Welcome to episode two of We Watch WandaVision. Of course, we are the Comics Pals. I'm joined today by Pete, returning from last week, and a newcomer to our little Westview world, uh, Phil. Love all these w, uh, W's you're doing right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Whew, fun to be here. The world's no longer on fire, so I can actually sit down and watch three episodes of a sitcom with my two good pals. This wholesome, wholesome sitcom, yes. This wholesome sitcom. Oh, when, when Vision tripped over the ottoman onto his back, that was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, just a quick reminder, of course, we are going to be reviewing every episode of WandaVision Last week, we put out our reviews for episode one and two in the body of one episode of our podcast. So if you missed that, you can go ahead and check that out. And of course, if you are unfamiliar with us, we traditionally do a weekly comic book podcast called The Comics Pals. And we talk about all the news and things happening in the world of comic book characters, whether it be the movies, the television shows, the books themselves, anything like that. You can find coverage with us. So you can go check that out at the Comics Pals all over the place. And uh, we hope you join us outside of just this podcast. But not to belabor it any longer, we're here to talk about episode three of WandaVision uh, called Now in Color. It dropped just this past Friday. And I was very, very impressed with this episode. I thought it was really strong. Um, so Phil, you actually are, like I said, joining us here now, you don't have a house yet. So I'm a little bit uncomfortable with you. Um, but (laughs) I wanted to get a little bit of your thoughts about the show in general, um, and then tie that into your thoughts about, uh, this week's episode. That's right. I came into this small town. I don't have a house. I don't stay anywhere. You work at a marketing agency. Where did I come from? <laughs> that was a, that was a Monica Rambeau reference, Pete. Not a Vision's job reference. Um, I'm sorry. Did you not pay attention to the fact that she told a story about how she worked at a marketing agency? Oh, damn, right. Nice. Yeah. No. I'm sorry. You didn't. Uh, it's fine. I tried to dunk, and I'm the one that got dunked. Yeah. Phil already discounted himself as a panelist on this podcast. That's right. I'm the um, true Bond Division expert here, Phil. Don't mess with me. Oh, I see. <laughs> um. So, I wasn't too crazy about the first two episodes, if I'm being honest. I thought they were just fine. Such a disappointment. I thought they were fine. My, I, I didn't really think they were bad, but my big, my big takeaway after watching those two episodes is that this show doesn't do anything particularly well. It's trying to do multiple things. It's doing all of them fine. Uh, it wasn't until the third episode, which we'll get into, that I started coming around on it more. But all, as 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 it is now, just kind of teasing out where I'm at, I'm into it. Okay, that's about uh, the best you could expect from Phil. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well, I mean, for him to be into something that even that's like it's a ringing endorsement. <laughs> I don't see if it's yeah. the landing. So so let's jump into this one. Um, we see that WandaVision is pregnant and she's very pregnant and she's rapidly uh, approaching delivery. Uh, those of us who are fans of the books will know that Wanda uh, and Vision have two children. They are twins. Um, of course, they are children that Wanda 
chaos magic into existence. She didn't yeah. actually get pregnant by Vision. And we see in this episode that the world around her is sort of starting to unravel as she is distressed by being pregnant and trying to keep things together at the same time. And it builds on some of the things that happened in, in episode two, where we did see uh, her bending reality to, to her will and to suit her needs when she has to. And um, this episode builds on that as we get a new player um, into the mix. We're actually introduced to Tiana Paris's Geraldine, which is absolutely not her real name. Uh, but we'll talk about her as we go forward. Um, what did you guys make of this episode? So I, uh, I, I really appreciated this episode. Um, I think the the thing that I, I love about the show is there, there's just a lot for me here. You know, like as someone who is both a, a longtime fan of Marvel and just of sitcoms in general, um, there are so many little nods and kind of like meta jokes about, you know, kind of the the legacy of sitcoms and um yeah. if you were an insomniac in the pre-internet the pre-high speed internet era like I was um you know a lot of these shows really intimately right so like um the things that really stick out to me uh as like the stuff that gets the biggest pop out of me is the moments where um, either the reality breaks, which we had a few of and I'm sure we'll talk about, but also it is kind of like the the goofy sitcom shit. Like, um, specifically, this, the bit that I liked the best this time around was um, in the uh, the scene where she's trying to hide her, her pregnancy from Geraldine, and she puts on the coat, and then she hides her stomach with, with like, a bowl of fruit, and that's like a classic thing in sitcoms, right? Where when, when an actress is pregnant, but she's not playing a character who's pregnant at the time, they find every excuse in the world to put her in big coats or stick stick fruit in front of her, have her stand like behind a counter or, you know, oh, she used to be a waitress, now she's a bartender, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, and and I, I love those kinds of little nods. And like the, the doctor, right, was Dr. Stan Nielsen, of course, the Nielsen ratings. Um, uh. is the is the nod there, and uh, probably also a nod to the fact that a lot of shows that have been going on for a long time will introduce a pregnancy storyline to increase their Nielsen ratings um, around sweeps. So um, I I appreciate a lot of that stuff, um, and I I like that because we're kind of aging through time, you know, um, in in the storyline, it gives them the ability to kind of like hit a lot of these greatest hits, you know? Um, like, obviously, the background and everything, super inspired by, like, the Brady Bunch. Um, the visuals had a lot of, like, Mork and Mindy and, like, the $6 million man kind of stuff uh, get introduced. So um, it, it's cool to see how they're kind of evolving on those those nods and those tropes and stuff like that over time. I really dislike all the sitcom stuff, actually. Uh, I, I, I grew up watching a lot of sitcoms, uh, especially like 50s and 60s sitcoms which uh, is being drawn upon from here uh, even 70s sitcoms like the mary tyler moore show or the bob newhart show what have you um they're poor facsimiles for what the real thing is the only thing i find particularly well, interesting point, about though. them the only thing i find particularly interesting about them is the they're serving as a vehicle for something grander but the problem is that they feel like they're padding time and like I, I don't really care to 
sit in these poor facsimiles for longer than I have to. I kind of want to get just kind of get to it. Um, that said, uh, the the tension that's being established is kind of interesting. That's where I'm starting to come around to. Like uh, that that last ten minutes of that third episode, uh, I, I I really. I really was into that. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah, I like how it lulls you into that, you know, sickering, overly sweet kind of, you know, sitcom flavor and then introduces these, like, light elements of horror, right? Yeah. When the veneer breaks. It's like it's like Wanda must have grown up watching sitcoms in Sokovia as a kid, which is like, you know, you know, maybe they had, like, older american television while she was like a kid in like the 80s or 90s or whatever and uh you know as she's trying to i i'm i'm you know this is just a uh nothing actually laid out in the show this is just kind of my my prediction of it right uh you know it's like in trying to come out of this crazy you know traumatic event that happened in real life with the whole thanos thing uh it's like she wanted to create this picaresque type world where she and vision could actually live like a normal you know husband and wife relationship where they obviously never could i think that's probably a pretty good uh pretty good guess as to where things going it actually ties into the fact that wandavision is inspired largely by kevin feige's own life right um he grew up a fan of these television shows similar to what pete was saying he watched a lot of these would, you know, late night television, he would stay up and, you know, catch these shows and they were so important to him. And he talked about how this was the only one, the only element of his childhood that he had not yet been able to integrate into the MCU in terms of his love of media. And so this show represented an opportunity to do that. And I think that uh, you can tell how much care was placed into uh, each of these episodes in terms of like, having an awareness of like um these these different shows and 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 slotting in little little winks and nods even like the black neighbor you know i i I love that i think that's hilarious um i feel like a lot of those shows um after a certain point had a black neighbor um like i thought it was really funny where they have the the moment where they're trying to talk to him to, to vision and like kind of broach the subject of what's actually going on but then they kind of snap back into their characters and he's like catch you on the flip side and i was like oh my god yeah that feels like totally right right in line with that trope (laughs) yeah absolutely definitely not yet in television though (laughs) i i think for me what made this episode so great was the tension between trying to keep scarlet witch's idyllic life the life that she wants to have Mm -hmm. um, and everything kind of falling apart and her racing to keep something together that clearly isn't meant to be kept together. I thought that that was excellent throughout and it it allowed an opportunity for a lot of gags. Um, The entire sequence where, you know, she's trying to keep this secret uh, from Geraldine and like, there's that, that animal. What was that? Uh, Stork. 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 (laughs) That's just, you know, making a mess all over the house and Geraldine keeps, you know, not seeing it and things like that. Um, I thought there were a lot of really good bits in the episode and they they, they, they got a lot of laughs out of me um, for those things. But uh, 
what really puts this show over the top is the bleed. You know, it's that yes. other element, that dark element. And I want to talk about that with Geraldine. So uh, for those of you who aren't familiar, uh, Tiana Paris is playing Monica Rambeau. Yeah. And on the show WandaVision, because we can, it, it's pretty clear that the show within a show. show world. Yeah. Yeah. Geraldine is who she's playing. My theory is that since the movie Captain Marvel, where we see Monica Rambeau as a child, she has since become an agent of sword. And yes. she infiltrated WandaVision's bubble, or yeah, yeah, this bubble reality, in order to figure out whether or not Wanda is under attack by some enemy or she's doing this herself. And I don't think that she initially knew what would happen to her when she went in. But I do believe that she was actually under mind control. Her character became set. And then that broke for her after the Ultron comment. And she gets kicked out of WandaVision, Westview. Um, And now she and S.W.O.R.D. will know hey, this is Wanda. This is her doing this. Because it was pretty clear based on their interactions that she was trying to keep this whole thing together. Yeah, so I um, I have a slightly different interpretation of those events, but I, I'm aligned with you on that theory. Like, I, I think we mentioned that last week. Um, if not, I definitely had that thought that she was um, that she was infiltrating, right? And that she was trying to, like, break this you know spell whatever right um right. snap wanda out of it as it were uh or or help get her out of it if it was some someone else being a bad actor um i didn't think about her being um mind controlled in episode two that's interesting i hadn't considered that um but in three i i thought that the the comments about pietro and everything i kind of thought that that was intentional Um, Not that that was where it broke for her. I was thinking that she in that moment is trying to like kind of egg Wanda on. And then when Wanda challenges her, she's snapping back into her fake character to try to keep her cover. Yeah, I don't know if she was ever under mind control. I kind of feel like she's being an operative or whatever. But what's weird is that she would make that comment in the first place. Like, why – that's a very antagonistic thing to say where it's like, oh, your brother was killed by Ultron. Uh, obviously, you know, Scarlet Witch had a, a, a you know, very visceral reaction to that, and it, it blew her cover. So um, when, when – the reason why I think she was under mind control is because Wanda asks her, you know, who are you? And she says, yeah. I don't know. Ah, so why would she not know if she wasn't under mind control? Interesting. Also, am I crazy? She wasn't in the last episode. No, she was. She um, was in the box. Yeah. Oh, right. The, yeah. The magic no, act. Was. You're right. Yes, yes. That's where she was introduced. Right. But she didn't have like a a role like that. Like she, Not really. No. Yeah. It was just kind of like. Minor oh, supporting character. Yeah. They introduced her at the women's meeting. Right. Right. She sits next to Wanda and like they start chatting. It's 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 interesting that the gags are landing as well for you guys. 
because I don't, I kind of feel like they're not meant to like land well, because obviously everything is not as it seems, right? Like it's, I feel like the, the jokes are supposed to kind of make you feel uncomfortable the whole time because, I, you know, like this is an unnatural thing that's happening. I mean, to me, that's why it works though. Like what I like about it is that it's, it's creating a dichotomy, you know? Right. Um, but does it land as like funny for that reason? I mean, sometimes, yeah, sometimes. Cause like when I want, cause sometimes to me it's funny because of the, the kind of like, like the bit is actually funny and it lands right. Like, cause sometimes it's just like good physical comedy or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, wa- watching somebody fall down is pretty much always funny. Uh, you know, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but then there's like, there's stuff that I, I'm appreciating on kind of a meta textual level as well. Like, um, Sean brought up the stork scene and like the, the, that kind of trope of, you know, Elizabeth Olsen is sitting there and she's pretending to pay attention to the story, but she's not really paying attention because there's this crazy thing happening in the background and we can't let, you can't let her find out. So you gotta throw a piece of fruit and be like, Oh, you startled me. And like those kinds of things, like it, it, it lulls you into that kind of familiar rhythm of like a goofy old sitcom. And then you have the moment where like you're in the rhythm of it. And then it's like, Oh, but don't forget. Don't forget, there's something sinister underneath. There's right. this thing in the foreground. There's this thing in the background, you know? Um, and to me, it's it's that that cycle and the way that it um, plays with kind of the familiar and, you know, the um, the sinister, right? And, and even, like, the way that it'll um, make use of, like, the sitcom stuff is in standard definition. And then the, when it bleeds into the real world, it you have that drawl into the full screen of the, you know, I, I love, I love that stuff. Um, and I think it's like really expertly done, you know? And like, I, I you, you made the comment about it being kind of like a, a hollow facsimile. And I think that's kind of the point, you know, is that like, it's supposed to feel like an echo of those things, you know? Yeah. Um, I never, I acknowledge that. I'm just saying, yeah, I, don't, yeah. I don't think it's landing well. It's, that's all. And then, you know, that's fine. I, I for me, it's like it's it's definitely a slam dunk. Um, and uh, I there there hasn't been anything like that that hasn't worked for me yet. Yeah, uh, everything that they've been trying to do has generally like nailed nailed me. I, I I've I've enjoyed it. Um, so there were a few interesting things I think that are worth talking about. In addition, um. For example, Vision, right? There's some interesting stuff going on with Vision. Correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong, yeah. but he's never used super speed before in, the, was... in any of the movies or anything like that. We've never seen him have that. Uh, I don't think so, no. I kind of remember him doing something like that, but it's been so long. Yeah, to yeah. me, like I, I was kind of looking at that um... – now that you point that out, it being that being the case in the same episode where Pietro was brought up feels like it means something. Um, yes. But the visual of it was just like, oh, this feels like a six million dollar man comparison because like that's how they would like sh- they'd use that same effect to show him running real fast stuff like that, right. you know. Um, so it kind of felt like that was supposed to be like a metatextual like sitcom nod. Um, but yeah, now that you pointed out, I bet you there is something more there. Yeah, because um, that's not even a power that I even like associate with the vision like that. Mm-mm. 
Um, so I thought it was really interesting that they that they gave him that. And I think that there are implications. Um, of course, it remains to be seen. But he also is when he's his real self, he's you know, he looks like division we know. And then when he's not, he looks like Paul Bettany. And I I, I thought that that was really interesting, too, because I kind of wonder, like, what happens after this? You know, like, will he retain the ability to control the way that he looks? Because it seemed like that was he was doing that. Yeah. Right. Well, because that's the thing that's really interesting to me. Right. Is like. Is he alive? I don't think he's real. No. Right. Like, I think he's I think he's probably a, a fabrication of Wanda's making, but he also seems to have autonomy. Um, to an extent. But because, like, the thing is, right, like, Sean made the point, like, he can change his appearance at will. Um, he's been an actor. You know, like, he's he's made decisions outside of Wanda that had ramifications that she wouldn't have signed up for, right? Like, he eats the gum, and, like, that ends up being a thing, right? Like, he, he makes decisions outside of her making decisions as him. Um, if they only had scenes where it was them doing the sitcom thing of, like, you know, oh, yeah, we're having the baby, whatever. I'd, I'd be more with you. But, like, he's also had the conversations with the neighbors where he's getting suspicious. And he what? realizes – he said to Wanda, something's not right, right? And then she right. rewinds and keeps fooling him. So, like, what? my question is, yes, I believe she's made him, but, like, how? And, like, how, how much of his actual consciousness and sentience is involved? Or is it, you know, her projection of his personality? I don't know. It seems like the neighbors are self-aware too, though, because they're conspiring at the end of the episode. I think they're real people, is the thing. Hey, so, okay, so we are forgetting something critical. Like all of them. In my mind, Vision is 100,000% real. I don't have a okay. doubt. Because in the comics, Wanda's children with him are made this way. Right. This is how they're made. They're not naturally created they're created through her powers and so so are these kids here and i also have no doubt that those kids are going to grow up rapidly to become uh wiccan and um the other I forget one. yeah Viz or something i, I can't for I, some I've, reason i can't remember his, his superhero name i've got it pulled up hold on one second yeah keep keep talking so if that is is something that I'm willing to confirm, and I am in my mind, anyways, then there's no doubt that Vision is real. In fact, Scarlet Witch brought back Wonder Man in the comics as well. It's Speed. That's the other one. Speed. Okay, there you go. Billy and Tommy, uh, Billy Kaplan and Tommy Shepard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think you're probably right that that they are fabrications, but that they will live beyond this. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be interesting to see, like, if there are consequences of that. Like, is there an explanation as to how she was able to do that, or like, is there going to be some kind of long-term ramification for her for her having done that? Yeah. The the real the real reason it feels like. Uh... Like a lot of these people aren't real. It takes me back to the first episode when they're having the dinner, and everything about it is just unnatural. It's kind of 
like an homage to like a David Lynch movie or something. Right. Um, like people aren't, they aren't behaving like people. But I think those people are definitely real. They're just playing parts in, in Wanda's show. Cause like I, I definitely interpret, and I think this was, you know, what we all seemingly agreed on, right. Was, mm. um, in that, that dinner when he starts choking, He's really and, choking. Um, yeah, he's really choking. And the actress, uh, I forget her name, but she was from that. The mom from that Sunday show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Kitty. Uh, that actress is like saying, stop it, stop it. Like kind of like, oh, ha, stop. And then she looks at Wanda and she's like, stop it, please stop. You know, like asking to like not kill him. And right. then that's when Wanda is like, vision, help him. And she doesn't say that in her Wanda like – you know, uh, I'm Lucy voice. It's her very, very serious voice that she's only ever applied in two other situations. And that's when there was the um, the AIM guy who came through in the B suit and she says, stop and rewinds everything, right? And then puts us back on track. And then again, in this episode, when Monica Rambeau confronts her and she's like, who the fuck are you? And flings her out of reality. Um, so that to me... I'm interpreting it as that, like, she has, like, a city block or, like, a town block or whatever. Yeah. In just in a bubble that she's taken over and that these are all, all real people and that it's mm-hmm. just Vision and the kids who are fabrications. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a bit of a uh, – I have a difficulty uh, – what's, what's the expression when uh, – separated um there's a point where she sings a sokovian lullaby to the kids and uh, it just makes me think like oh yeah you don't have an accent anymore oh well yeah, that's, that's... Go ahead, John. you got it that was something that we talked about as well um where i'm sure that that's that's an affectation that she's applying uh i mean it was true in the movies too she stopped having them after the ultron movie if i remember correctly no she hasn't uh she has an accent in um I'm pretty confident she does, and she was actually um, questioned about this, um, and she said, "There's a reason, you know, wait, type of thing." So, okay, yeah, I'm I'm confident that it's not something that they're deliberately overlooking, or that they are deliberately overlooking it, but for something later. Okay. Um, speaking of which, something that I somehow have never thought of: Scarlet Witch is a twin. Right, and she now has twins. twins. Somehow, I never thought about that. Not that revelatory, but I was like blown away by that fact. Um, It does run in families. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, you're not kidding. Uh, So, ultimately, I think this was a strong episode. Where, what do you guys expect from episode four? Uh, Do you think they're going to go forward to another like uh, time period? One more episode in the late sixties, early seventies. Yeah, because because I'm thinking there's how many overall? Eight, eight, or nine, right? I think it's eight. So like, I wouldn't be surprised if there's one more in this era, and then we jump forward to the Roseanne era that we saw, and there's two more there, and then then or maybe just one more there, and then that wraps the television centric part of it, and then there will be kind of a last two to three episode wrap up of you know kind of the real world ramifications of what's gone on right that's kind of my guess anyway and i know that we talked about um sean brought to the table that like some of the actors are only in a certain number of episodes so that probably you know 
solidifies mm. that theory a bit that there's like a, a gonna, going to be uh we're in sitcom land half and uh we're not half <laughs> mm. essentially something along those lines yeah is what i what i personally expect um yeah phil what do you think about the next episode where where we might go well i guess literally the focus is going to be on how she's got to be a mom now right so like that's gonna be like the sitcom antics is like oh I gotta juggle being a mom now I have twins <laughs> yeah no so that, that'll be the antics um, and I guess Vision will be like oh I'm a dad I don't know how to be a dad right uh, so I guess so what's the they'll have to advance the narrative uh, I you know I imagine I imagine Geraldine will have to find a way back in there right. Or maybe I don't think they're gonna do a thing where like you start seeing Geraldine outside the bubble yet. Like I imagine we're gonna stay in the bubble for a little while longer before we see any kind of real like the end of the episode shows off like oh yeah this is clearly some kind of alternate reality bubble that you can kind of phase in and out of yeah if, you know whatever the circumstances and rules around it are. Uh, but I don't think we're gonna really sit there yet. Like we're not gonna see any of that outside perspective quite yet. I think I think that's gonna be a bit. I could see us maybe getting like a hint of it, but I'm I'm I think I'm probably with you for the most part. I think it'll we'll be get another mostly, hint, maybe. Yeah, I think it'll be mostly focused on the kids, um, and and kind of what that means. Um, but I also think we might see some advancement on what's going on with Catherine Hahn's character and everything, and like the conversation that the neighbors were having, and that they are kind of maybe seemingly starting to realize that something's not right as well, um, and that if the citizens of Westview start to maybe rebel against Wanda's order that that might also um, that might be our way to continue kind of driving the the broader narrative forward. Yeah, there's there's several dangling plot threads of the outside world. There was that element in the second episode where over the radio they're like, "Wanda, can you hear me? How did you get right. there? All that stuff." You know, that hasn't who did really this been to you. Who did this to you? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which is you know probably something from sword or shield or whatever that guy i think was from sword we we surmised yeah. because there's a sword logo on one of the screens and like sure yeah i think the well, helicopter was, had a shield logo on it the red one that was why i said the thing about um you know geraldine being an infiltrator i believe right. that she's got the necklace yeah exactly yeah 100 yeah. um, I, I bet yeah she's the she got sent in by whoever's on the other side of that screen um exactly and my, my thing was, I, I, I don't know if you guys thought this, but I got the impression that when she got flung out, all the people that circled around here, that that might have been S.H.I.E.L.D. That S.H.I.E.L.D. is the one surrounding the bubble, but S.W.O.R.D. was trying to get inside. Who knows? I don't it's know. Some, oh, I, I, yeah, I figured there was a collaboration there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, as oh. for, yeah, that's the big question is like, what's the what, what's going to advance the story forward next? And I'm not really sure yet. Uh, there was one other uh, good Easter egg I wanted to call out. We called out all the sitcom ones. There was a, a, a really good Marvel one. Um, there's a few other Marvel ones, but um, did you guys catch where uh, there's that moment where they hear the sound and they get startled and they kind of like do their superhero pose? That's straight from the cover of the uh, the um, the Vision and the, and the Scarlet Witch uh, twelve issue maxi from you know I don't know like fucking sixty or seventy whatever. Okay. Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't realize that. Um, um, yeah, it's like they like it's. She's got her hands up, kind of like this, and every, like they like take that exact kind of pose uh, together, which was cool. Um, and then um, oh, 
there was one other one I wanted to call out here. Um, oh, uh, obviously there was we got the more the more commercials again, right? Um, yeah. The the uh, Soak, obviously Ananda Hydra, right? Um, Phil, how, what do you what do you think about the the commercials? Are those are those doing anything for you, or do you kind of like not like those bits either? I don't think they're done super well is the thing that's that's like kind of my complaint is like it's an execution thing mm. with a lot of this stuff like so they're doing these things that are time period oriented but it, it feels like someone you know it, it the, the complaint is it feels like someone that had not actually been there referencing it which is fine i know that's exactly what it is but you know it, it doesn't feel uh you know it, it it comes up short. Hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. We'll see how it, how it, you know, moves forward. I'll be interested to see what your thoughts are, especially as we dig a little deeper into the mystery of this. Sure. Um, we're going to get, you know, the question was asked earlier. Um, what will be the ramifications of what Scarlet Witch is doing here? And I think you can really look to, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness for those answers. I think Doctor Strange's role is going to really be to help her overcome what she's going through and maybe actually introducing some of those ramifications. Um, one of the major theories that's been thrown out was that the villain Nightmare would be in mm. Doctor Strange too, and that um, maybe he's born out of of what Scarlet Witch is doing, mm. you know, something like that maybe could be a thing. Uh, so we, we'll have to wait till that movie. But I do think some of those answers will come in this show, and I'm so excited to get them. Um, I can't wait for the fourth episode. Me too, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that they are doing the week-to-week thing too because um, yeah. this as appointment television has been um, really nice. I've really been enjoying it. Yeah, absolutely. So that's going to do it for our conversation here on We Watch WandaVision. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you enjoyed our conversation and the episode, definitely let us know. If you didn't enjoy the episode, let us know. You can catch us on social media at The Comics Pals. Write to us at thecomicspals at gmail.com. You can, if you're watching this on YouTube, you can leave us a like, subscribe, share this video with your friends. Any platform you're on, make sure to hit that, that like button or that review. Uh, helps us out a lot. You can join our Discord server as well if you want. We talk about movies, TV shows, games, anime, all that stuff you can find on the Comics Pals Discord. And hopefully you choose, if you're not a regular listener, to come listen to our Comics Pals proper podcast. I think you'll get a lot out of it if WandaVision is your bag. With all that, we thank you for tuning in. We will see you next week in Westview on We Watch WandaVision. Don't touch that dial. We'll be back next week. Wait.